Selected Lead Articles from the Dawn by Louisa Lawson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Selected Lead Articles from the Dawn by Louisa Lawson. Section 6 Boycotting the Dawn. The Dawn, Volume 2, Number 6. Sydney, October 5, 1889. Associated labor seems to be, in its own small way, just as selfish and dictatorial as associated capital. The strength which comes of union has made labor strong enough not only to demand its rights, but strong enough also to bully what seems weak enough to quietly suffer under petty tyranny. We have a notable example of this in the boycott which the Typographical Society has proclaimed against the dawn. The compositors have abandoned the old just grounds on which their union is established, namely the linking together of workers for the protection of labor. They have confessed themselves by this act an association merely for the protection of the interests of its own members. The Dawn office gives whole or partial employment to about ten women, working either on this journal or in the printing business. And the fact that women are earning an honest living in a business hitherto monopolized by men is the reason why the Typographical Association and all the affiliated societies it can influence have resolved to boycott the Dawn. They have not said to the women, we object to your working because women usually accept low wages and so injure the cause of labor everywhere. They simply object on selfish grounds to the competition of women at all. Now we distinctly assert that we do not employ women because they work more cheaply. We have no sympathy whatever with those who employ a woman in preference to a man merely because they think she will do as much work for a lower wage. We will be the first to aid the formation of trades unions among working women, whether they be compositors, tailors, or any others, so that women who try to earn a living honestly may win as good an income in proportion to the quantity and quality of their work as men can do. In this object we know we have the sympathy of our readers, and as to the boycott we only need their cooperation to entirely neutralize its effect." A great many women have written to us at various times, wishing to be able to help us, and begging to know how. There is now an opportunity to help us, and the woman's cause generally, with pronounced effect, and we can give a comprehensive reply to all our kind well-wishers. The aid can be given by those who have no time to write for us, no time to attend women's meetings, no time for anything but the duties of their own household. It can be given us in the most powerful form, merely in the course of the necessary expenditure of your weekly income, whether that be large or small. If it is made clear to your tradesmen that you deal with them because they advertise with us, the boycott is immediately defeated. Subscribers alone never entirely support a newspaper, the expense could not be borne without the profit of advertisements. Therefore, of course, the most effective way to injure any publication is to prevent the possibility of advertisement support. 
we are told that a sydney journal on which two women were engaged was recently interfered with and effectually extinguished in this way union men personally visited those who advertised in that journal and threatened them with a union boycott if they continued their support as a consequence the tradesmen withdrew their advertisements and some news agents who had also been visited refused to sell the paper producing of necessity the stoppage of the journal and the bankruptcy of the proprietor this is not likely to be our fate since we possess the sympathy of so many australian women but we shall need the aid of our friends and we ask them to give it in this way the most potent and conclusive way discoverable namely to deal as far as due economy and your circumstances allow with those tradesmen and others who advertise in the dawn and to tell them that you do so deal with them because their advertisement appears in our columns we have no bitter feelings of hostility but unjust treatment must be opposed in some way and the method we ask our friends to adopt is both effectual and comparatively pacific the question raised is not merely a question of the employment of women on a women's journal for though this is the immediate point of conflict there is a larger principle in the background trades unions would dispute or force out of sight if possible the right of women to enter the labor market at all but women must have work for there are thousands not depending on any man for support and yet possessing as far as we know as good a right to live as any other human being men have made the avenues to dishonor among which we include the mere marrying for support plentiful and easy while the avenues to honorable competence are few of nurses governesses and housekeepers there are already too many and though housework if well done is as honorable as any employment whatever we cannot forget that there are a great many women with abilities leading them in other directions than these the trades which women can manage easily and well are filled by men the muscular arms of men are handling postage stamps and millinery big men sit cross-legged on benches sewing you can see such anomalies as a six-foot hercules leaning over two skeins of floss silk matching the colors another in the feather and flower department drawing an ostrich feather over the back of his white hand to display it in like occupations are thousands of men slowly wasting their physique while the women are crowded out and as far as possible kept out setting type is perhaps a less unmanly employment than those enumerated yet an old compositor admitted to us that he was often ashamed to be doing nothing all day but such light-fingered work there are parts of printing work which men must do but the work of a compositor is both light and healthy and as in our office the girls do no night work we can defend ourselves and ask the support of our reader with a clear conscience certain that in fighting our own cause we are also advancing that which we have quite as much at heart the cause of all women workers present and future end of section six recording by maria casper rochester new york